0: You
1: know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones?
0: All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, not as always, but (laughs) for special, is my wife Carol. How you doing, Carol?
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going?
0: (laughs) So so it's going to be a a quick and dirty episode uh, here today. We watched The Rise of Skywalker, the new Star Wars movie, and I felt compelled to talk about it. Carol watched it, and I don't know exactly how she feels about it because we haven't really talked about it. But I also asked Mike if he wanted to watch... Star Wars, and he said, fuck no, so...
1: <laughs> so you get me. What a treat for you.
0: But, Carol, I- I'm not going to go through the whole plot of The Rise of Skywalker. But uh, there will be spoilers. Oh, yes. We usually don't say it, but just know that basically this entire conversation is going to be a complete spoilers. There will be no section where we don't really talk about spoilers. So if you don't want any part of the movie spoiled... Uh, tune out now, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to this. Right. So this movie was directed by J.J. J. Abrams, written and directed by J.J. J. Abrams. And uh, his, uh, I think, uh, cast and son maybe had a, a hand in it. Somebody else had a hand in it as well. And this comes off the back of The Last Jedi, which was written and directed by Ryan Johnson, which was a, a very... Divisive movie. I hate it. I I, I absolutely hate that movie. It's one of the worst Star Wars movies, in my opinion. There are a lot of people that like it. Uh, Chris, who hosts uh, We're Watching Here, uh, lists it as his favorite Star Wars movie. Which I I can't even, I I don't understand or fathom.
1: You know, I only watched it once, and I literally fell asleep.
0: Yeah, it's not... There, I have a lot of problems with that. We're not going to really talk about that movie uh, that much, but I have, I have a lot of problems with that movie. There are tonal problems with that movie. There are structural problems with that movie. There are <laughs> pacing problems with that movie. There are weird editing choices in the movie. There's, there's a lot of problems that are just like fundamental nuts and bolts problems with that movie, in my opinion. Uh, not to mention how it utterly fails to be a a sequel to the force awakens. This movie has some similar ish issues. Oh yes. Uh, Carol, what do you, what do you, like, give me your, your initial impressions of this movie. Uh, much like the prior episode, mm-hmm. um, it
1: was slightly boring. Yep. And it really pissed me off in the end. <laughs>
0: There, there are about four moments in the end that the first I watch. I've seen this movie twice now. There, there are about four movies, four four, uh, parts in the end, four moments in the end where I think you could hear my eyes rolling the first time that I saw this. This movie. So I don't know how much you're aware of the the fan kind of. Like I said, the Last Jedi was very polarizing, but there's there's a big like debate online amongst the fans between one whether the Last Jedi was good or the Last Jedi was terrible, mm-hmm. and just kind of Star Wars as a whole. There's this whole section of like I don't white nationalism or, or something that's like yeah because there are a bunch of people that's like oh get woke go broke. That's that's a big that's a big buzz phrase where it's like oh Star Wars is so woke because they want to be so inclusive of. Of this and that and the other thing and everything, and so they're like, we're not gonna, you know, go see this movie. We're gonna protest, uh, you know, Star Wars because Kathleen Kennedy is some uber feminist and she's making Star Wars into some kind of propaganda stuff. I, it's all bullshit in wow. my in my opinion. But there's this, there's these like just tons of different factions uh, out there where that argue about Star Wars all the time. And part of it is just because that's sort of what the internet does.
1: Yeah, it's just amazing to me that this is becoming political just talking about this movie. But yeah, it, it is America, so
0: right. But I think Star Wars suffers more from the fan chatter than any other franchise because, like Marvel, for instance, the MCU, they they there's a lot of fan chatter about that, but they like Kevin feige who who kind of oversees all the movies, he's the producer behind all of them, and he kind of he has like a story team or whatever, and they have they have like the arc that they just did with all the movies that that had just finished, basically uh like he's kind of the architect of that how the how the overarching story goes from movie to movie, but each movie kind of they allow their writers and directors a certain amount of freedom. As long as they stay within the arc of, hey, this is where the story's going, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that seems to work. Everybody seems to everybody seems to be able to pull together and kind of, you know, move the train along in the right direction, but also put their own kind of individualized stamp on it a little bit. And they don't seem to pay too much attention to what the fans are talking about. Star Wars does not have that Same confidence or same swagger, because unfortunately, I don't. And so Kathleen Kennedy is not Kevin Feige. She doesn't have she either doesn't have the structural skills or the story skills or what to oversee, in my opinion, to oversee this, because it's too choppy. Everything's too choppy. You had J.J. Abrams do The Force Awakens, which was a soft reboot of A New Hope. Then you had uh, Ryan Johnson come in and try to do something different, and just in my like I said, in my opinion, made a bad movie. And then and and the problem was is J.J. Abrams set a lot of stuff up in The Force Awakens where he said, "Hey, you know, Ray's lineage is a mystery, and I'm going to set that up. And you know, what's Snoke's deal? I'm going to set that up and you know, just diff- different things like this. Like he's laying planting the seeds of different things here. And Ryan Johnson came in and said that's not the kind of movie I like to make. I don't like to make movies where oh there's a mystery and there's gonna be a big twist and, and stuff like that. I don't I don't like to make those kind of movies. So I'm gonna toss all that aside. And, you know, there are so many moments in you know, it's the sub quote-unquote subverting expectations but it's not subverting expectations in a clever way or kind of an interesting way it's just doing it to be like oh this is what you expect i'm gonna do the opposite of that (laughs) right and that's to me that's not clever but anyway so he came in and said i don't like to make this kind of movie so ray is nothing so you know her parents were nothing and um snoke was nobody and, you know, uh, the, there was a, the big moment at the end of The Force Awakens where she hands the lightsaber to Luke Skywalker, right? And Luke Skywalker, you know, just at the beginning of The Last Jedi, just throws it over his shoulder like it's nothing. Right. Right. And it's just like, yeah, that's, it's just nothing. Everything's nothing. Oh, Luke Skywalker left a map to where he was. Guess what? He never wanted to be found. He's completely removed himself from the Force. No explanation why he left a map. You know, if he never wanted to be found. But just like, Ryan Johnson was just like, I don't want to do any of this.
1: So basically, this movie was to The Force Awakens. The second movie was to The Force Awakens. Like, uh, Trump's presidency was to Barack Obama's.
0: Pretty much, yes. Okay. And and now, it's like, J.J. Abrams is back. And one of the big problems with this movie... Is and so uh, I guess I'll finish my point about how the chatter, uh, how the chatter kind of affects Star Wars more than anything else. This movie feels like it's a very direct response to fans that didn't like the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't like that Rey was nobody? Guess what? She's Palpatine's granddaughter because <laughs> we find that out in this movie. Uh, you don't like that Luke threw the the lightsaber, you know, over his shoulder. Well, when Ray's throwing it, he catches it and says, "Oh, that's not a way to, to treat a, a lightsaber," you know, like completely, you know, in your face, Ryan Johnson. Right. You you didn't like that Snoke was nobody. Well, guess what? He was secretly being controlled by Palpatine the entire time. You know, like everything's been, you know, the, he's been the big evil around it, and it, you know, it. Some of those things are somewhat satisfying or could be somewhat satisfying. But it just, it really, it really feels like a fight between yes. fan bases when you've got The Last Jedi and then you've got this movie and The Force Awakens. They're they're completely, and the biggest problem to me, I know I'm dominating this conversation. I'll, I'll let you get oh, you in, in a minute. But the biggest problem to me is that J.J. Abrams just didn't do all three movies. He should have. Yes. Or, or Or someone should have. I don't care if it was J.J. Abrams or somebody else. The biggest mistake they made was saying, let's get J.J. Abrams to do the first one. Then we'll get Ryan Johnson to do the second one. And then we'll get Colin Trevorrow to do the guy that did uh, The Lost Worlds. Or, uh, not The Lost Worlds, uh, Jurassic World. Um, we'll get him to do the third one. We'll get three different directors to do the third, the, the three different movies. Like in the original trilogy, George Lucas directed the first one, then uh, Irving Kirshner directed Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Ross Marquand, or not, or, no, Ross Marquand's the actor that, Robert Marquand, I think? His last name's Marquand. Uh, but anyway, Lucas basically directed that third movie anyway. Um, but, so, they were all directed by three different people. Okay. And... But the problem was, is you had George Lucas behind it all the entire time in the original trilogy. He was right. He wrote all the scripts, first of all, or at least he's got the writing, the writing credit on all of them. Now, you know, Lawrence Kasdan helped him with uh, with The Empire Strikes Back. And he had help from, uh, I think, Lawrence Kasdan on Return of the Jedi as well. Um but you know he had help with with some and there was a, a couple that helped him with the script for the first movie as well so you know he had some help but but story wise and and like complete series arc wise george lucas was behind the whole thing he was like this is the arc i want everything to go on and he was really and he was really good at that in with the indiana jones movies as well he was really good at that the problem was when he took over everything <laughs> in the prequels that's when that's when the problems came al- came along but Kathleen Kennedy didn't do that Kathleen Kennedy wasn't like we're going to make a plan of how we want how we want the story to go questions so we want answered everybody's story arc and, and stuff like that they didn't do that they were just like JJ make a movie and JJ was like okay you know we're going to soft reboot uh a new hope because we want to introduce a new new fan base to Star Wars and get people excited about Star Wars again and get them to forget the prequels. And then they were like, "Okay, great, good movie, made a lot of money." Then Kathleen Kennedy said to Ryan Johnson, "Do whatever you want." And Ryan Johnson did whatever he wanted, totally disregarding, you know, the first movie. And then they fired Colin Trevorrow because Colin Trevorrow, I guess was not doing things the way they wanted him to do it, so they brought J.J. Abrams back and said, you know, do do your movie. And he definitely made his movie. This feels like a sequel to The Force Awakens, not a sequel to The Last Jedi. Right. Although there are places where they directly reference The Last Jedi a few times, but only to kind of be like, oh, yeah, that did happen, but but this is actually the truth. Like she, like uh, Kylo Ren says, "Oh, I didn't lie to you. Your parents were nobody because they wanted to be nobody because your dad was uh, Palpatine's son, <laughs> which we never saw, by the way. Where was he in the prequels? But whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they mention it, but and, and the other big problem with this movie to me, or you know, the other major problem with this movie is it's. Two movies in in one. It's really a second movie in, this, in the trilogy of, uh, you know, it's a sequel to The Force Awakens, and then it's a sequel to the second movie that J.J. J. Abrams never made. There's a bunch of ideas in here. And from the very beginning, we're expected to just accept Palpatine's back. Like, the, the, like in the opening crawl, it's just basically like, Palpatine's back. He 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 sent a message to Round the Galaxy. It's like, hey, bitches, I'm back. And <laughs> um uh it was clones. You know, like or he doesn't even say it, he's just like, I'm back and, and you're all fucked. And you know, uh what's his name? From Lost <laughs> Charlie from Lost is there, and he goes, Oh yeah, uh they were messing around with cloning. And that's it. That's the that's the entire explanation. Because the movie is like two hours and 20 minutes long, and there's no time to go into a long explanation of, yeah, they were doing cloning shit and stuff. Like, I mean, you know, have you ever read the expanded comics, guys? It's in there, you know. Because <laughs> it is in, in some of the expanded universe stuff. But, you know, we're just basically have to accept oh, it's cloning. And we have to accept there's been a, a certain amount of time that's gone by and raised on her her training one of the things I really liked, though, was how powerful Ray was. Yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of people call her a Mary Sue and say, "Oh, she's like a totally perfect character and everything," and and you know that's ter- terrible. And she's instantly good at everything. But I like seeing on screen a Jedi that's been training for a long time, that's super powerful with the Force, that can you know, hold a, a, uh, ship, like a ship from, from breaking orbit for, for at least for a little bit. And, you know, she does the Jedi mind tricks with such ease and everything. I like, I like that. I liked seeing that on screen and she still felt vulnerable. I think this is a really good performance from Daisy Ridley. I think she's felt, I think she feel she feels more charismatic, more relatable more in peril and more kind of emotionally tested uh-huh. in this movie than she has in any of the other movies yeah, I can see that and the other strength to me is that for the most part, they keep uh Finn and Poe and Ray together. They keep that that uh, triumvirate together, and those three are really talented actors. They're really charismatic actors. They're really good together. They have really good chemistry together. And their story, and I think that was one of the big failings of the Last Jedi, is that for the most part, all three of them are broken up throughout the entire movie. But we also still get stuff with her and Adam Driver, which to me was the best part of the Last Jedi. Was the kind of evolution of their relationship, uh, Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and and I and they, you know, we were able to see more of that as well. So I think. I think those things were definitely the highlights of the movie, but it definitely does have pacing issues. The beginning is real quick. Then it gets slow in the middle and then it kind of picks up a little bit at the end. What were like, what was your favorite part of the movie? Do you think?
1: Um, my, f- I mean, it's hard to say because I really, I didn't, I, I didn't like much of the movie, but, um, okay.
0: so you were really down on this one.
1: Yeah, I did not. I didn't enjoy it, but I mean, I guess, for the moment, for the fleeting moment when I thought that her and Kylo Ren would end up together because right. he brought her back and they kissed, mm-hmm. I was happy. Right. But then it got destroyed. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, my favorite and my least favorite moments happened almost simultaneously.
0: So they they establish in the movie that Ray has this power to heal people with the force or giant snakes too, (laughs) which is the first time we see it used, but she, uh, she can heal people and, and she does. And then she, one thing that I thought was kind of cool is, so she's facing the emperor and you know, the, the emperor says he's got all the Sith in him. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, all the Sith live inside of him. And at the beginning of the movie, she was trying to call on the Jedi and like, you know, basically communicate with the, the Jedi of old. And she wasn't able to. And then, you know, at the climactic part of this movie, she's watching as things are starting to fall apart. And she tries to contact the Jedi. And she does. She's able to contact him. And she's like, I've got all the Jedi in me. And so she, kind of Mace Windu style, takes her lightsabers and is, like, redirecting his force lightning back into his own face. Which I don't understand why he can't just stop doing the force lightning. Yeah, that would have made sense. (laughs) But whatever. It's the (laughs) second time. Um, But she dies in doing that. She kills him, but she dies. And I thought that made a lot of sense to me because it was, like, balance to the force. Like, she finally brought balance to the force. Mm -hmm. Where... You know, he had all the Sith in him. She had all the Jedi in her. And it's like an equation. You know, it's like negative four plus four. You know, yeah. and and everything zeroed out. He died and she died.
1: I think, honestly, I would have been happier with that ending right there.
0: Yeah, you know, or, you know, you can have the, the magic reversal, which they did three times in this movie. That's another thing that was like, that was... That was a little annoying to me. Chewie dies. But then he doesn't. Right. Chewie dies cuz it's a switcheroo. The transport that exploded wasn't the transport that he was on. C3PO gets his memory wiped so that he can decode this Sith thing, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But then his memory gets restored <laughs> by by uh, R2D2. So it's like, ah, oh, he's fine. And then Rey dies, but Kylo comes to her, you know, does his the force sealing on her. She comes back to life, they kiss, and then he dies because he gave all his, his force, life, her power, or whatever, to restore her to life. And like I said to you, I was like, okay, so now is she gonna do that right. him and bring him back and then she'll but then he disappears. Uh as does Leia. What did you think about how they handled uh Leia's death? Um I <laughs> I don't I don't know because she just reached out to she reached out to him, but it took all the energy that she had left and then she died. And then uh, Harrison Ford comes back for (laughs) a scene to say, hey, kid. And I think I think what originally was probably intended was for that to be Leia. I think that was supposed to be Leia, like projecting herself like Luke did.
1: That makes sense. To talk to him,
0: but they didn't have the footage of it because she was gone. Cuz she died. Yeah, so I think in real life. So I think I think that's what they intended to do.
1: So do you think they would have kept Leia alive had Carrie Fisher not passed away?
0: Yeah, I think they probably would have. That makes sense. But so, you know, yeah, he brings her back to life and then he dies. So it's it's a very Vader like thing where he sacrifices himself and then he dies and and everything.
1: But here's the thing, like you said about the balance. I mean now the balance is all off. She's got all the Jedi with her and the Sith Lord is dead and Kylo Ren is dead. And who's supposed to balance out the other side of the force? There's just one very powerful Jedi and no Sith.
0: Yeah, I know. There's, that that's that's something I'm sure when they start making more movies they'll be like, Oh, they've gotta be balanced, so Sith are coming back or whatever. Um so I'm sure that's I'm sure that's bound to happen. But yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying there. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you think about her being Palpatine's granddaughter? Was that like something satisfying to you, or, or or what? It was
1: it was okay. I mean, it was it was. I I really thought she would be a Skywalker.
0: And here's the thing: at the end of the movie, she goes back to Tatooine, or she goes to Tatooine for the first time, really. And goes, you know, back to where the the whole thing began at the moisture farm, and she buries the Skywalker's lightsabers underground. And she, even though Leo never grew up there, but right. <laughs> but she, you know, someone stops and they're like, "Hey, what's your name?" And she's like, "Ray." And they're like, "Ray, what?" Just a weird, weird thing to ask. And you know she's not going to say Palpatine because it'll be like, oh, like the fucking emperor that destroyed all of our lives. You know, so she says um, Skywalker. You know. Now, I think the reason is earlier the emperor says that they're a di- dyad or something like that. Basically, they're like, their soul is like one mm-hmm. her and Kylo Ren. So. In some ways, I guess she kind of is a Skywalker, sort of. Um, and she sees the Force ghost of like Luke and Leia there, and she's like, oh, I'm Skywalker. It's... So she's taking the name Skywalker instead of Palpatine. I think it almost would have been better and more satisfying, considering, even though I don't love The Last Jedi and what it, do- what it did, it would have been more satisfying if they just got rid of the whole Palpatine thing in the first place. If they were just like... You know, your parents were like, you know, special in in so, some way. Like, like they had the Force or something like that, but they they didn't use it or they you know they wasted it or they they were drunks like Kylo Ren said and they never they never lived up to it. But like you, have a, you're very powerful in the Force and that's why I want you because I'm the Emperor, you know, and blah blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the movie, if she'd said, you know, they said, "What's your name, Skywalker?" Then that would have been like a very a very satisfying conclusion to her journey. It would have been like she came from nowhere, but she wasn't really nobody. You know, like, I mean, she was able to, like, fulfill a destiny, and she's taking on this mantle of Skywalker. Right. You know, and, and I think that, I think it would have been more satisfying there than, than making her the granddaughter of the Emperor, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: You know, I have a a question, though, about the end of the movie. Sure. You know, the Emperor says to her mm-hmm. that, you know, he wants her to kill him. Right. Because then they will be one because he has all the Sith and, and, you know, his spirit will go into her and all this crap. Uh-huh. But she does kill him. Yeah. So why doesn't she get possessed by him?
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird because she's, she's like, you know, oh, you can't kill me because then I'll be in you and, and we'll rule and we'll be one. And she does kill him. You know, like, if she does it, she's like, at first, she's like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. And then Kylo Ren comes, and then she's able to kill him because of that? Yeah. It, I don't it, know. Yeah, Maybe because she died? Maybe. And then he brought her back. I don't know. Like, it It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then there's, there's also just these, like, thousands of people in robes.
1: Oh, yeah. That was freaking weird. In the
0: background. And we'd never see their faces, and we don't know who they are. They're like... There, I, I don't know if there are other clones, like, half-formed clones of the Emperor, or if they're supposed to be, like, disciples of the Emperor, or or what. But it's weird.
1: Very weird. And, like, like they're just kind of, like, almost, like, chanting in the background, though. Like, there's so many voices. It was it was creepy.
0: And the thing is, is, you know, what's to say the Emperor can't come back now? He was just, he was killed again. But, I mean, he was thrown into a freaking like, you know, uh... Energy shaft and like blew up uh, with the with the Death Star, and he came back from that. I mean, basically, that means anyone can come back from anything. Mm. And yeah, I know, that like the whole clone thing and, and all this stuff. And his consciousness is, you know, you know, somehow I don't know, but it's just it's really I don't know. The whole thing's really weird to me. I'll tell you one thing that I thought watching the movie mm. is that especially when they were on the ship where they, they land on this Star Destroyer so that they can they can disable it so the other ships can't, you know, take off uh, on Storm Planet, which is planet with lightning all the time. Um, I thought to myself, this will be really cool when they make the video game. <laughs> like, playing this level. Yeah. or You know what I mean? Because, like, a lot of it is like that, where it's like, oh, this will be a cool part in the video game. Yeah. But, I mean... I see I would put it probably middle of the road. Okay. Like there I think there was enough good in it with the the three leads and everything that that I would probably put it uh, you know around middle of the road but you're you seem like you're you're lower on it than that.
1: Well, yeah, because the middle was very boring.
0: The middle is the middle is pretty scary. The
1: end was not satisfying and it made me angry. Yeah. Like, many times. So, yeah, no, I don't like this movie.
0: Well, here's the other thing, too. So, they, you know, they defeat the em- Emperor and everything. All the, the s- things blow up and stuff. And then um, they show the Ewoks for, like, a second. Mm-hmm. Which seems very much like, hey, remember Ewoks? <laughs> and then uh, Mon Moth, not Mon Moth, not, what's her name? Uh, Butthole Eyes. <laughs> Her eyes look like buttholes. That little CGI character, the green thing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name. Maz Kanata. She she gives Chewbacca Han Solo's medal. So it's like, oh, the Wookiee finally got a medal because at the end of A New Hope, the two human beings, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, get medals, and Chewbacca never gets a medal. And it's a big. It's like it's almost as big as you know uh, Han shot first. Where, right. <laughs> where it's like. You know, oh Chewie didn't get a medal. Chewie deserves a medal, and everything. It's like Chewie Chewbacca got his medal, and that's the part where my eyes rolled so hard in my head. I was like, oh my god, because that's that's like takes me out of the movie because it's yeah. basically just like I can hear the commenters online, and like I can hear J.J. Abrams like knowing this, like knowing that people are saying this. It's basically like like movie by committee. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like they crowdsourced the movie. Let's look at what all the people wanted to see, and then we'll just give them all that.
1: They're pandering to the audience, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit too much of that and a little bit too much of not an original vision. But I can't totally fault J.J. Abrams on that because they did fire Kevin Trevorrow, or Colin Trevorrow, and J.J. Abrams had, like I think, something like one quarter of the time. That they would usually spend uh, to to make a movie like this. Because they totally threw out the entire script and everything. And they were like to J.J. J. Abrams, they were like, okay, well, the movie's coming out in like, uh, you know, in like seven months. So uh, write a script and film it. See ya. Bye. <laughs> you know, edit all that shit together, too. Like, I mean, seven months is, you know, that's a bit of an exaggeration. But they had way less time. Like, they usually, it takes them like about two years to make a movie like this, a year and a half or whatever. To make one of these big movies and they had you know like less than a year to write crazy write the script and everything so a lot of it feels rushed and not completely polished like i can see this as a very good first draft (laughs) right and then they go through and they're like okay now we gotta let's take some stuff out let's let's move some stuff around let's polish some stuff here but they didn't have time to do any of that So I think a lot of it is just kind of like, well, let's make something that the audience is going to like, and you know they they do a lot of pandering because of that. There's a there's there's not a ton of fan service, but a lot of it is really shoved in at the end, and and it's it was a little bit too much to me. It was a little too schmaltzy.
1: Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm thinking. I I keep going back to the end of the movie, but. Um, when they kissed and everything, like, was that something that you were wanting to see happen? Cause it feels like that was another thing that might've been put in just to make people in the audience happy since it's obviously not going anywhere cause he's gone
0: now. Well, here's the thing. So some people wanted to see her and Finn get together right? when, you know, after the first movie and there's a whole bunch of stuff of like, you know, where Finn's like, Ray, I never told you, and, then, mm-hmm. and then like, and then that never gets addressed.
1: Yeah, you're right. I didn't like. I forgot about it because I was so upset about everything else that was happening.
0: <laughs> and then there's a group of people that want to see her and Kylo get together, which you know I probably was more on the her and Kylo side of things because I thought that w- the one good thing that Ryan Johnson did in the Last Jedi was really build their relationship, right? And I thought it was super interesting. And actually, with all the subverting expectation stuff and doing unexpected stuff, they pussied out when they could have done something really cool where when he offers his her the hand Mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi, if she would have taken it instead of like not doing, if she would have been like, yeah, let's do it, you know, and let's let's rule together kind of thing. And then it's like they're not good and not bad. You know, they're like gray Jedi or or whatever (laughs) instead of, you know, white, you know, light and dark. Right. Um, But they didn't do that. So but I liked that relationship. And so, yeah, I think the kiss is probably also sort of fan servicey. And then obviously, you know, he dies. So she's not going to be with him. But. I don't know, like I. I feel like I I mean, I'm kind of I kind of wish he would have lived so they could get together. Yeah.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Like I was happy when I thought that was happening, and now it's not.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's the it's that that's the problem. Is that it's not different enough from the original trilogy? It's basically what happened to Vader, except you know, with you know, Vader didn't fall in love with Ray or what you know what I mean. But yeah. it's like you know, it's the same thing. Where it's like, okay, he did a lot of evil. He got his redemption. Now he's gonna die because you know. We can't go on from there. I thought it would have been more interesting if Kylo Ren had lived. Yeah, for sure. And then sure. you know, if you want to explore some stories later, uh, where, when it comes to when it comes to what they're going to do, maybe they rebuild the Jedi Order together or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I think it would have been more interesting for the future, you know, in that way. And I think Adam Driver and particularly the character of Kylo Ren is maybe the most interesting character with the best actor that this franchise has had yeah i agree (laughs) because i think because i think adam drives a very very good actor and his character is really interesting and i think there are a lot of things that they could have explored uh with his character that unfortunately now they they won't unless i mean i guess he could just get a clone body or whatever. (laughs) because they defeated death in this universe this is true oh but yeah I, i just like i said to me, I have strongly mixed feelings. There were there were a few things, but I mean there's more bad than good. But there were there were some things in the movie that I really enjoyed that, you know, I thought I thought was handled really well. And like I said, J.J. Abrams basically created these characters, Poe Dameron and, and Ray and and uh and Finn. And I think he understands them in a way that Ryan Johnson didn't. And I think he was able to handle them. And direct them better yeah. than he was able to. Than Ryan Johnson was able to. And I think that really shines through. And I think their relationship and their chemistry really carries the movie when the movie's not as good as their performances in the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of bad to slog through too. And like you said, there's there's a there's a bad There's a bad pacing issue in the movie where the the beginning's real fast, like real fast, like before you can even really figure out what the hell's going on. It's like, oh, wait, what? Well, what's Kylo doing? Oh, my. Like, you know, all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, the middle kind of slows down a lot. And then the end ramps up as far as pacing goes, whether you find it satisfying or not. But the pacing ramps up a lot at the end. And then and then it's over. Um so yeah there's there's definitely some pacing issues. Overall story structure I think is fine though. And what do you think of the humor in this movie? Cuz the, the one of the big complaints about the last Jedi was that the the it wasn't Star Wars like humor. What did you think of the the moments of jokes in this movie?
1: I I don't remember laughing ever. <laughs> so Obviously, was not impressed by them. You
0: didn't laugh when uh, when C three PO's uh, memory got erased, and like he he had like basically one day of memory. And someone was like, "Oh, this guy that the guy that erased his memory uh, said you you were going to be coming." And C three PO was like, "Oh, that's one of my oldest friends." No, <laughs> you know, yeah. The to me there were there were a couple of funny parts I thought, but for the most part, I think it was a pretty. Uh, a pretty straight space adventure. I think Ryan Johnson was trying to make a comedy <laughs> and it didn't fly. Right. <laughs> but uh what was what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, the other thing that I want to p- point out is this is John Williams' last movie as a composer. And I don't love the music. Uh I know it sucks because I listened to this the second time watching it, I especially listened to it because I didn't notice it much the first time through. But I I listened to it the second time through pretty closely and the best parts are the best parts of the score are when he's just doing a riff on old older, you know, pieces of music. The original written stuff for this just isn't great it's yeah
1: it didn't stand out it's
0: pretty bland Mm -hmm. and you know i mean i know john williams john williams is a brilliant composer you know obviously one of the best to ever live but i do think it's probably time for him to be done because you know at at some point you just kind of it kind of runs out and i think it's i think it's kind of done yeah uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. You've got anything to say about this? I mean, we've, we've spoken for almost forty minutes about this movie.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it's just I, I'm not I I'm not in love with this movie at all. It it was not my favorite.
0: Yep, unfortunately, I I kind of have to agree. Uh, I still would I mean I would put it above Attack of the Clones, which is the worst movie. <laughs> I'd probably put it above the Last Jedi, and I you know I mean like it's. To me, it's probably on par with uh, Revenge of the Sith, the quote-unquote best of the prequel films. It's probably on par with that. Okay. I, I might actually put Revenge of the Sith above it now that I'm thinking about it because uh, I think the structure of that movie's a little bit better. But anyway, uh, so that is our episode. Tell us what you think. Uh, go to you know, Twitter, uh, at Massive Late Fee. Tell us what you think about that. Check out Retro Late Fee, of course, the show that Carol and I do together we will have best of episodes of retro late fee and massive late fee coming out uh, around christmas time and uh then we will be back in the new year uh like i said let us know what you think uh other than that i don't know uh you know tell friends go to patreon do all the stuff that you do for, for us and we will see you next time bye bye